Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. It's Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latour. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is uh, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, another uh, edition of the program underway. Uh, Tony Wink with the week off. He'll be in, uh, did you say he's in? Uh, Baja, California. Baja. Baja. Going now, riding. So is what's he What's he riding, though? I would presume a big, fat enduro bike and having a good time. Enjoy it, Tony. Be safe. No, but I mean, literally, is there a race? Or no, I think this is just a pleasure ride as far as I know. He didn't mention race. I saw him briefly at uh, my place of employee today at Hicklin Power Sports, <laughs> and uh, he did not mention a race, nor did he look like he was in uh, training mode. Looked PJ, like he was in going riding mode. PJ Duran uh, in studio with, uh, with me, Scott Casper. PJ, a uh, lot going on at Hicklin Power Sports, and I know that this time of year, uh, as as we uh, you know, not just approach fall, but we're deep into it. Uh, a great time to make great deals on motorcycles. Absolutely, it is. We're uh, in the service department. We are overwhelmed and overrun with uh, watercraft, winterizing everybody's uh, watercraft for the end of the season and their winter storage. But uh, so, I mean, you guys actually store the watercraft for these folks we do not we do not have any on-site storage i make them ready for storage you bring it in same as winterizing any well, what's boat. the process you bring bring in your watercraft make an appointment with me bring in your watercraft and we get all the water out of it so it can't freeze or and then damage itself over the course of the winter and we fog the motor and stabilize the fuel back up back up fog mm-hmm. the motor mm-hmm. we'll run some oil through the through the uh, motor while it's running just to coat everything with a nice lubri- lubricating coat okay, okay. of uh, oil so that it doesn't rust or corrode over the season over so the you, winter so you drain all the water out you fog the motor mm-hmm. and uh what's another step we uh, will stabilize the fuel. We put fuel additive in so the fuel doesn't go bad or Are turn you to varnish. Like stab- stable? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Stable? Okay. And we grease up the wheel bearings, set the tire pressure, make sure there's no outstanding recalls. And hang at the on, end of it all, on. you just said set the tire pressure absolutely. on a watercraft. Yep. Well, they they don't they don't drive to us. They come on trailers. Okay. 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 All right. I just wanted to be clear. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> they they've got wheels under them if they're in my parking lot. That's for sure. <laughs> now you have uh, quite a staff out there. Can you talk to me about the 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 uh, sales department on counter? The sales department. Uh, we have four salesmen currently. Okay. And uh, they're they're actively selling everything we've got, and then some. How how do they keep track of all the parts uh, for the different brands that you might have in the warehouse? Oh, our uh, parts department's well on top of that. We have a full-on inventory system, and that's one of the many things that our remodeling has allowed is a little better uh, storage of parts so that they're readily accessible, easily found, and easily sold to customers who need them. Okay, so customer will call or come in. Absolutely. And he'll say, I need... Uh, this you know new chain for my Polaris right or whatever uh, vehicle they've or, got or, absolutely or, or, or Yamaha let's say it's a Yamaha it's probably more likely but he comes in and says I need this new chain it's for 76 Yamaha and 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 you guys not only have it but you know where it is absolutely correct 
That's wow. the that's the world of the parts department, and they are really good at it. They are, and they're so nice about it too. I mean, a, a guy like me could come in, and you could treat me like an idiot, which we try not to, Scott. We really do. <laughs> we do. We give it our best effort, <laughs> and it's a trial. It's a trial. But um, listen, I want to thank you guys for uh, the you know the great service, but more than anything, always having what the customer needs. Um, and if you folks aren't familiar with uh, with the dealership, I would appreciate you checking them out. Would you give them the website? Absolutely. HicklinPowerSports.com and GarageGals.com, our uh, barbershop that's knocking it out of the park, too. Are they, are they really doing well? They're doing amazingly well. Wow. The big thing that uh, most of my friends who uh, I've turned on to it and now are turning on their friends, you can uh, book your haircut online. You just go to the app. You get the app on your phone. You don't have to stand around and wait, it, unlike is, a traditional barbershop. Is it easy? It's really easy. The app or the haircut? Well, either. Oh, the, everything's perfect. What's yeah. a, what's an average haircut cost? Uh, 50 60 bucks? No, no. I think you're in the 18 to $19 range Shut for a job. your mouth. And that might even include all the bells and whistles, a nice neck massage, and uh, hot and, lather on your neck, now all some, that. Some barbershops, you can go in and you get a beer. Absolutely. They got that covered. Wow. Yeah. What, what have... Why, why have you not just called me up one morning and said, <laughs> Scooter, get out here? Yeah, you got to come on up. <laughs> they, they, are the, they are great at their jobs, too. What, what are their names? Liz and Maria. Liz and Maria. You Jack, betcha. Jack, have you, uh, have you been out there to, to visit Liz and Maria at, at, uh, at Hicklin Power Sports for a haircut? Uh, no, and I probably need to because I look like Grizzly Adams. Well, you do. Uh, I was just—that's why, kind of why I I, I asked. And uh, having worked with Grizzly Adams, it's amazing how close you do look like Grizzly Adams. It's crazy. Dan uh, Dan Haggerty was uh, a great friend before he died, but um, yeah, no Grizzly Adams. Yeah, uh, true to that. Hey, great guests on the program tonight: Shelby Turner. Gary Sutherland uh, is going to be rejoining us. It's been a while since he's been on. Uh, we'll also have Bobby uh, DeFranco on the show, as long as we can get his phone number. Were you uh, able to get his phone number? Okay, good. And then uh, Ty Tremaine, Rodney Smith. But let's start the program off, if you don't mind. And by the way, our contributors include Chris Bishop, Tommy Boy Halverson, uh, Jack and Leanne DeLeon are producing our program both on the internet and radio. P.J. Duran, I'm Scott Casper, Ed Kulenkamp, Tony Wink, and Roman Avila with the week off. Let's go to our first guest, if you're ready. Let's go to Ty Tremaine. Ty, how are you? Yeah, doing great. Uh, doing great. How are you guys? Good, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time to join us. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Ty, go ahead, Ty. Where are you uh, Where are you based out of? I know you guys have a round coming up here in Boise. Is uh, are you close to? Are you the West Coaster? I'm a West Coaster. Yeah, I'm in uh, Gardnerville, Nevada, so I'm right near Lake Tahoe. Nice. So uh, Boise isn't a, a cross country adventure for you. You like uh, you like the course there in Boise. Have you guys competed there? I can't remember if Enduro Cross had been there previously. Yeah, Boise is always one uh, that I look forward to. They put together a real technical track. Um, they've got some good features and stuff there, so uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Ty, you're having a good season thus far. Currently, correct me if I'm wrong. You're sitting fourth place in your championship. Correct. Yeah, that's right. 
And after last year, you, you finished 17 and second. Are you? Uh, is there room for you to be moving up? I'm sorry, I'm not 100% on top of the point standings right now as to whether or not you can make some headway in your uh, final couple of events for the, well, I guess it's not the final. You've, the season's just getting going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Um, everything is going good right now. I'm fourth. I'm one point behind Kyle Redmond. And so, uh, yeah, I'm just looking to finish the year off strong and put in a good result this weekend here in Boise. When it comes to competition, you've got Cody Webb, you've got Kyle, um, Colton Haker. Um, you've got some pretty formidable foes uh, that are on the track around you. Uh, does that make you adjust your, your racing style? Uh, yeah, no. I mean, pretty much uh, you got Cody and Colton and then the rest of us trying to catch them. And so my goals this year have been to just stay as close to those two as I possibly can. Um, and basically, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's the level I need to get to. And so I'm working really hard to just keep those guys in my sights. And it's worked out good so far. Uh, I found myself on the podium a few times. I had some bad luck this last weekend up in Everett, Washington. But, right. um, yeah, no, those guys are well, you had, good right now. You've, you've got two podium finishes on the year, right? Yeah. Okay. And then what was the difference maker for you in, in Denver? Um, Denver, I, I kind of, I just got a good start. It was a good night. Uh, everything seemed to be going well and, and, uh, yeah, I just rode my own race, little mistakes and put it all together. The Enduro Cross, we've talked to a number of, uh, racers in your series and, uh, it seems rather agreed that they have somewhat toughened up your guys' courses or at least changed the way they look. Uh, guys are going bigger. Every season we see it in uh, Enduro Cross, you know, what would have been uh, a challenging obstacle is now a, a one-hitter, for, for lack of a better term. I mean, do you like the way they've, uh, you know, morphed the courses to uh, allow you guys to really separate with the, well, the level when, of skill? When, hang on just a second. When you say morphed the courses, what does that mean? Well, it, and correct me if I'm wrong since you're the racer, Ty, but it just seems like that it, over the past couple of years, we're seeing guys, you know, doing the enduro cross equivalent of doubles and triples, right? Oh, okay, okay. Right, yeah. No, for sure. It's definitely evolving. I think in a positive way, um, you know, the the new to last year and this year is the no-joke lane, which uh, you have to take one time in each race, and that's been a huge separator for sure. Um, it's just one lane. It's like the joker lane at Monster Cup, but it's something extremely difficult to do. Um, so that's tough, and then, yeah, big jump and rhythm lanes are definitely a separating factor for a lot of people. Um, but, yeah, I mean... If you look at the progression of the sport, everybody's going so fast right now and going so big that, I mean, it's an it's, you know, all-out race from start to finish where maybe before it was just a race to see if you could get around the track. So it's evolving, um, yet still holding its endurocross values of having tough technical sections. So, no, I'm really enjoying it. It's good. And that, uh, that those sentiments are mirrored by the other uh, professionals we've had again from your series it just seems like yeah, the, the bikes haven't changed i mean arguably there hasn't been a huge watershed moment in the bikes i think it's 
the level of, would you agree it's just the level of preparation of everybody who's now competing because so you're the right talent, the talent yeah, is back in, i mean back yeah. in the early yeah. days of enduro cross it was a uh, uh, you know finishing was the goal and now it right. is now it is legitimately i if that guy cleared that in one hit i've got to do that too what or the, i'm not where even where do the they race. come from where do they come from they came from motocross or they come from what you know where do the racers come from Kind of a bit of everything, you know. Cody Webb is a trials champion, and so he has all the technical stuff really well. Um, and he's sort of adapted to the racing side. And then Colton Haker was a motocross guy, and so he's adapted into the trials side. Okay. And you get you kind of get a mix between a lot of different people. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the progression has just been insane. You know, everybody has a test track that they could ride throughout the week. So, um, you know, the level of fitness has gone up tremendously and like i said i mean start to finish you know obviously the track plays a huge part but it's it's a battle it's a race the whole entire time so and they've uh, really i mean they as we heard most recently i think we did have cody on and he was saying that you know what they do is you, the format allows for some of the build-up races, support classes, if you will, and then they really start bringing the water when the pros start coming out. Does that sound about yeah. right, Ty? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Bringing so the you water. See the, you see everything elevate as the day goes on, for sure. Talk to us about your training, because um, training for a professional athlete can be different 16 ways from Sunday, right? I mean, it, yeah. every, every athlete will train differently. How do you define your training? Um, I've got a really good trainer. Her name is Angie, and uh, she's a physical. No, 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 no. Wait, did you say your trainer's Angie? Yeah, my trainer is Angie. <laughs> that's awesome. How that's weird awesome. is that? That's that's hilarious. No, yeah, Angie Ertle. Anyway, go ahead. Wow. Uh, continue Anyways, with yeah, your story. I uh, she's been an athletic trainer for a lot of years, and so I, I've really learned to trust her. And we have worked together for the past three or four years now, and so. Um, basically we put all of our hard work in, in the off season. And then now that we're mid season, it's mostly just maintaining and recovering, you know, between each weekend. So during the week, I do a lot of mountain biking, a lot of swimming, and then just time on the bike. Um, but my, my gym work has, you know, basically gone from slim to none mid season, just because we're working on maintaining what we've done throughout the off season. And Ty, are you, uh, I mean, how do you combat, it seems that of all the motorized sports that we talk about, that I watch, that I attend, the the opportunity for major joint and bone damage seems extremely high in your series. Uh, I mean, being able to plant a foot in rocks that'll just eat it. I mean, how do you combat yeah. that? Are you guys wearing uber specialized uh, braces and things of that nature or is it just uh knowing what you're doing yeah i guess i mean you got to trust your talent for sure i think any any motorcycle event is going to be dangerous no matter how you slice it but um yeah no just i guess being more methodical you know like everybody does see the rock turns and sections but as a racer if you uh, kind of calculate your moves and know exactly where you're going to put your foot and what you're going to do. It works out most of the time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I wear Mobius knee braces and I'm, I'm pretty kitted up, uh, at the safety level, but, um, yeah, no, I think just, uh, you know, trusting your abilities and being able to make your marks when you need to is kind of, 
what makes it work. I know how it it would end for me. Uh, <laughs> snapped ankle. Uh, oh, I don't even think I could make the starting line without a major injury. I'm, I'm fairly certain that I, I, wouldn't happen. Yeah, I couldn't get the uh, bike out of the out of the box truck. Um, Typically, your guys, your start involves uh, is it the the few that I remember watching this season. Is there a water feature with logs straight away out of the gate, or is yeah, there a turn before weekend. that? It's different every weekend. Usually, you're going to turn to kind of pivot around. Um, and get through clean, but yeah, it's always tough. I mean, even in the first turn, they usually put a log or something of that nature to slow everybody down. Why, um, why would they do that, though? Why wouldn't they want speed? <laughs> well, because this is Enduro Cross. This isn't Arena Cross I'm or sorry. Supercross. It, it right. is a completely right. different discipline. Stupid question on my part. <laughs> right, Ty? No, I mean, it's, it's, it's all good. <laughs> and what 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 have they added um, this season that maybe you didn't see in previous seasons? Because uh, again, I'm, I keep going back to it. Just seems like they've elevated the level of the courses and the the required skills to navigate it quickly have, have to have gone up. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, this year um, something that stood out to me in particular that I was actually talking about with a buddy of mine that I train with today is that. Uh, the matrix section, which is the, all the logs that are close together, it's like uh, one of the staple features to the enduro cross track. They've they've been all at a up uphill or downhill, and okay. so that's okay. Just changed that particular feature this year alone because we've never seen that. And every single event this year has had an elevated matrix, so that's been tough. Um, and then yeah, building big jumps and and hard sections. It's, been a good year for sure what's your what's your what's the most challenging part of enduro cross for you for me yeah uh shoot i mean from start to finish it's kind of a challenge you know i've learned that racing enduro cross is kind of like a chess match like this last weekend i got a bad start so i took the joker lane the first lap it ended up working good for me whereas uh in denver i took the joker lane near the end of the race so i mean the whole thing is tough um kind of depending on how you look at it you know the yeah. rock section is always hard the matrix is always hard and then you know the new no joke lane you never know what you're going to get are you scored differently with the joker lane you just have to hit it one lap that's it i mean and then it. you come back to the field and i, I get you yep. ty i mean if you already got a bad start let's get this out of the way so you're not trying to fight your way through four guys who got better starts because they clearly are they're going to be bunched up get it out of the way and then maybe you catch them when they take the lane exactly that's exactly right yeah so like this last weekend i took the joker lane right away everyone was still bunched up on the first lap and i was able to make some passes and i got into fourth place but the guy in front of me who was third had yet to take the joker so essentially if i sat behind him i was really in third because when he took the joker I knew I would advance positions. Is the is the is the Joker somewhat like um, taking a fast pit in 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 like stock car racing? No, he's saying it's a far more challenging. It's a far more challenging side route that follows the track around, and it's okay. just it's even more challenging. Really, and you, right. you're required it. If it was less challenging, everybody'd take it every lap. It is right. for, it is legit more challenging. So the obligation to the racer, run it one time during the course of the race. 
it, yep. it, it's an ab- absolute obligation for the racer to take that lane. Absolutely. At least or you one get de- I'm sure you get DQ'd if you don't do it, yeah. which we yeah. saw the same type of thing happen in uh, Supercross, and, and Ty alluded to it. And unfortunately for some people, they got burned by not taking it. Well, now, Tony Wank will take the Joker lane three, four times around a, a, a racetrack. Yeah, but, but he's using the word Joker lane a little differently. <laughs> That's uh, cutting every corner and heading for the pits. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. And where did, where did you say Tony is? He's Baja. Uh, heading to Baja. Down to Baja. Do some riding, I believe. Now, that's just south of Detroit, right? <laughs> just a just, bit. Just a just bit a south. shade. South of Detroit. Okay. Um, Ty, we've, we've got to cut you loose, but uh, we do want to give you a time, uh, a chance, I should say, to uh, recognize your sponsors. Who are they? Yeah, for sure. I want to, obviously, uh, first and foremost, thank Rodney Smith and everybody at Factory Beta USA for giving me the opportunity to ride for such a good team. Uh, I want to thank my family for supporting me through everything and uh, my trainer, Angie. I'm going to ask you uh, to stay on the line, and uh, Jack is going to be talking to you again just to confirm Rodney's phone number, okay? Will you do that for me? Yep. Okay. And you get a free pair of socks uh, just for... <laughs> Lucky just guy. For, <laughs> clean ones. How about that? Anyway, that's probably... You know, a racer is no different than really any other professional athlete. One of the greatest things that we can use in professional athletics is a clean pair of socks. I agree completely. Yeah, nothing like absolutely good quality foot health. All right, buddy. Hey, Ty, thank you so much. Yep, thank you guys. I appreciate it. All right, stay on the stay on the line. Uh, Jack will be right back with you. Okay. All right, this portion of our program brought to you by our friends at Fly Racing. Five years ago, Fly Racing's light hydrogen line was the first light excuse me, true lightweight race gear to the market and the original gear to define the minimalist lightweight category. But when you're first to the to the line, what do you got to do? PJ, what do you, you got to stay on the gas? Got, you got to stay on the gas. Why, why is that? I mean, it seems, it's the only way to win. That's it. That's the bottom line. Uh, the revolutionary waste adjust, adjustment system offers fast on-the-fly adjustability with a truly dialed-in fit A simple turn of the dial delivers unparalleled performance, comfort, and convenience. Fly Racing Online is flyracing.com or at a dealer near you. Take a look, take a listen, ask for them at a dealer near you. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, this is Hillbilly, David Bebout, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard-packed supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber.
Moto fans. We do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to Pit Pass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new Pit Pass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, Pit Pass, at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new Pit Pass app. Get it today. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. The Yamaha YZF R3 Sport Bike at Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes is the most exciting and affordable way ever to join the exclusive world of Yamaha R-Series Superbike Performance. It features a potent fuel-injected 321cc liquid-cooled parallel twin engine for great acceleration, a slim, lightweight chassis for sporty, agile handling, a low seat height to get both your feet firmly on the ground for added confidence, plus legendary Yamaha Superbike styling guaranteed to turn heads, all at a super value. No wonder Cycle World calls it a bargain, and Revzilla hails it the new king of the hill when it comes to entry-level lightweight sport bikes. Visit Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes today to see the incredible Yamaha R3. And for more information, visit YamahaMotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long-sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the De Leon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The De Leons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the De Leons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack De Leon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. This is Jason Conlon, pro super motor racer, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. So if you go online and uh, you Google, right? Have, have you have you Googled before? I have done it numerous times. Okay, so if you go on and you type in the name Bob DeFranco, right? First of all, you're going to make the first mistake, and that is putting an E instead of an I. Okay. But then you realize how many Bob DeFrancos there are, and oh my God, are there a lot of Bob DeFrancos? What's that about? I don't know. He'd have to. We should ask the man himself. You, how many PJ Durans are there? There are enough, more than enough. There's, are there really there's more? Apparently, an Irish. It's it's a common Irish name. Is that right? Absolutely. I I, I guess I wouldn't have thought that. My my name is pretty abnormal. Uh, if I could, Jack, is that is that appropriate that I that I say that my name is abnormal? I think it truly uh, yes. fits. Truly fits. <laughs> if the shoe fits, wear it. Well, I'm wearing a, I'm wearing two pairs of shoes tonight. So, okay, let's go to our next guest. He is uh, an award-winning uh, broadcaster, uh, a man who's won, you know, hundreds of titles in uh, motorcycling and in sales. Uh, he's a great friend of ours. Uh, he's been on the show, I don't know, at least 70 times. And he's Bob DeFranco. Bob, how are you? Excellent, guys. Um, thanks for the introduction. <laughs> and I could not make it in broadcasting, which is why I got into motorcycling. Just yeah. so you well, you've done really well. <laughs> you've done really Thank well. You. I can barely make it in broadcasting. Matter of fact, I may be calling you at the end of the week. So, <laughs> well, Bob, welcome back to the show. Oh, thanks. Thanks so much, guys. It's always good to be on your show. And 
Um, usually on Tuesday nights, I'm either working in my garage or, or working out, and I always listen to the show, so it's fun to hear the, the good variety of you know motorcycling people you have on. We have good you know, guests. I like, you guys do have some great guests. It's always fun. Like I said, I look forward to it every week. So, um, you know, I don't, I can't always listen, but most of the time I do. And, you know, as long as I'm free, I'm listening. So. Well, nine times out of 10, we're talking about you. So it's, uh, <laughs> well, that's one of the reasons I wanted to come on. I kind of wanted to set the record straight. I heard some stuff. So. Oh gosh! <laughs> well, and Tony's not even here to Tony's no, not here to defend himself. It, so it uh, wouldn't be out of Tony's mouth; it'd be out of my mouth because uh, I always like to tease Bob DeFranco. Well, that's great. No, I appreciate it, guys. It's uh, <laughs> like I said. I'm glad the show's going strong. Um, I know our company supported it, and sure, and uh, it's a, it's a uh, it's a great thing for the for the industry in general. So. You know, thanks for putting the work in that you guys do. Oh, we, we love it. We appreciate the support, Bob. And what's what's the latest news from Wiseco? Uh, having recently purchased a piston or two myself, I'm uh, curious to hear what the latest and greatest going ons are at Wiseco. Uh, clearly, one of the industry leaders in uh, a number of fields, most notably in my mind, uh, aftermarket pistons. Sure. Yeah, actually, um, I don't know who's talk to you guys but back around the beginning of 2017 the company was actually purchased by a new group um, and they restructured and call it call it race winning brands under that group is obviously the the um, you know the the main company which is Wiseco but it also includes Pro X um, JE Pistons and we've also been acquiring some new companies we acquired Diamond Pistons which is a a strong automotive brand that's, that's popular in racing and pro stock wow. and things like that, uh, as well as recluse clutches and uh, dart cylinder uh, heads and blocks, which is not another automotive company. So this company is really on the gas um, and putting together a really, really good uh, world-class team. You know, we've got um, facilities all over the United States and all over the world now, and um, it's fun to see and exciting to see the company growing. So right. uh, they were kind enough to invite me to come back. And I, you know, as you guys know, I worked there before and, um, they invited me to come back and work there, and I was, you know, really tickled um, to have the opportunity. So it's well, we were shocked, exciting. actually. Uh, we were shocked that they invited you to come back, but we're awful glad I, that. I was a little shocked myself. But <laughs> nonetheless, it was a good opportunity, and um, they got a great team, um, and we've been building that team ever since. It's been really fun. Like I said, we've actually, like with these acquisitions, we've brought on some new folks and, uh, you know, some different people from different industries, but even more from the power sports side. So we're really beefing up the power sports side of the business as well, which is you know, obviously what I do and what I love. So, Well, that's exciting. Recluse is, uh, of the names that you said there, all of them uh, being impressive. Recluse certainly, I mean, Wiseco, that's, I have to believe, name, right? already has a strong penetration in, in all aspects of the motorcycle world, but Recluse certainly is a, a brand that we're selling on a daily basis at my motorcycle dealership, and I imagine every other one around the country is doing the same. Yeah, it's it's actually been really exciting. I mean, when that acquisition was made, the next the next morning our phones were ringing about it. So it was really you could see that you know what they've done with that company in a short time span is is nothing short of remarkable it's it, like i said it's an awesome group of people they're located up in boise idaho right uh they've got a, a, a awesome manufacturing group and a, a really really good sales team and, and marketing and product development team up there they're they're just a, they're a real good uh exciting bunch of people to work with i've had the chance to tour the facility and meet all the folks up there and um their product is great you know i had a chance to now that i've 
I'm, we're part of the family. I've been able to try all their products out, and they're really good stuff. So wow. I'm yeah, and glad it, we were able to get involved with them. Yeah, they're not sitting on their laurels. It seems that they're constantly updating their, their offering that's already widely uh praised and appreciated you're saying updating and improving right yeah absolutely they're they're constantly it seems coming up with newest and greatest iterations i've personally had to deal with their their technical staff and uh they've been a treat they are absolutely helpful when if you have any issues with their product they are on the spot bob do do you know who started reckless yeah, I met the guy, but I unfortunately I don't remember. It's his okay name. if you uh, don't remember his name. I just wondered if you knew, knew who it was. But um, that's a name that really has stood the test of time, um, sure. both in quality, uh, products, and, and you know, del- delivered to market, and uh, customers are happy with the product, and uh, and I think that's very cool. Just if you ever get the chance, and you you are next to him, tell him, hey, great job. That's that's yeah. You know what? That's crazy. A lot of those guys listen to this show, so hopefully they're hearing this too. But again, oh cool. We're really glad. We're really glad to have them as part of our group because again, I think with what we bring inside the engine, they they kind of do outside the engine. They're, and again, with the innovation, they've got they've got more stuff up their sleeve that's that's pretty mind blowing and, and really really good stuff. So I mean, you know, they make it all in house. Um, they've got a, like I said, their product development team is excellent. They're they're really connected with the customers, both in off road, right. um, you know, motocross and, and everything, and they're and they're really even penetrating the V twin market now. So they're okay. into that market pretty strongly, and the street bike market as well. They do some OEM work, so um, really really good. Um, you know, to see what they've done in a short period of time is actually it's remarkable. What's a, what's the learning curve been like for say you and 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 other guys in the sales staff? We're still working on it. I mean, it's it's a relatively new acquisition, so we haven't even you know we're not actually selling the product for them. They're keeping the keeping the brands kind of separate, so that the experts that are experts in that product okay. line are pretty much handling that with the customers. I mean, we're owned by the same parent company, but we're not going to you know try to consolidate things. They're they're leaving it in Boise. They're they're they've got a great staff of people that are managing the products and everything. So it's really a good um, deal. But we have had some training on it. Some some you know kind of like oversight of, uh, hey, here's their different product lines, here's how they work, and, and we've got them in some of our test bikes. We've, we we had a uh, company ride a couple weeks ago. We were able to try out all the different products. So oh, that's cool. cool. Yeah, it was fun. Bob DeFranco, our guest, uh, of course, you've known him from Wiseco for years and years and years, but uh, he's talking about the acquisition uh, and, and, and now the sales, if you will, uh, that follows the acquisition for uh, – uh, Recluse, and uh, we go back to PJ. PJ, amongst many other names that Bob mentioned, Bob, I was I've been nothing but impressed. Uh, as I said recently, for my own personal needs, I've purchased a couple Wiseco pistons, and the amount of technology that is now in, uh, well, I can only speak for your aftermarket pistons is startling. I, you know, I'm seeing things that uh, I expect only to see in comparatively very expensive stock pistons. Are you guys working with OEMs uh, or, or directly vending to OEMs at any point that you can discuss? Because, wow, yeah, your pistons um, are amazing. Yeah, well, thank you. We, we, we do work um, with and for OEMs. We, we do build work kind of on contract, and it's not really public knowledge, you know, um, as most OEMs don't usually want to divulge all their suppliers, but we have um, produced a lot of OEM products for, for a wide range in the industry. I mean, from snowmobiles to street bikes, dirt bikes, whatever it might be. 
Um, we focus mainly in the aftermarket performance realm. That's kind of where we our, our niche is. But we do some, you know, some, uh, you know, smaller run OEM production work. And uh, yeah, we we share technology with them. You know, we work with a couple of uh, larger uh, V twin type manufacturers, and we've got some really cool products that you know. We again, we do a lot of dyno testing. We have we have a couple of dynos. Those things are running all the time. So <laughs> we're we're testing we're testing treatments, rings, coatings, you know, um, different types of skirt coating, all kinds of you know shapes and things, and we share those with our customers so they're able to you know, take advantage of the R&D that we have, as well as we use theirs. You know, if they share data with sure. us, we, we obviously use that. Um, but we're, you know, that's one of the things we try to bring to the table as a, you know, a valued partner is, hey, here's here's our research. You know, here here's how can you use it? You know, that kind of thing. But, so. but the, Bob DeFranco, our guest. Um, Bobby, I got I to gotta ask you if there's a difference in quality at any level. In other words, um, you can go to the store and get... Like between, you can get a, a can of green beans, right? You can get a can of green yeah. beans, or you can get Del Monte green beans, and the difference between the two can be, uh, you know, actually quite substantial. So is there a difference in the product you might make for, and, and they've got to give you dimensions, uh, technical information that they want to hit, right? And then you sure. adjust your price to them. So is there a big difference? Yeah, you know, it, it depends. Most most of the work that we end up doing for OEMs, believe it or not, the OEMs have, I mean, you look at the performance of most of the modern, you know, era four-stroke engines, whether it be street, dirt, or whatever, you know, and the, the amount of horsepower they're producing now versus 30 years ago, you know, per cc or cubic inch or however you want to measure it, is, you know, probably triple. So really? the t- they've, they've, they've inc- you know, where we used to have some technology lead on them, um, that gap is kind of shrunk, but we're you know we're constantly pushing and looking for new things. So whether it's a new type of ring, a new type of coating or treatment or plating or whatever it might be that we do, um, because we got to stay out in front of that curve, or you know we're going to become irrelevant. So we work hard to you know with racers and you know both factory teams and and uh, you know and small privateers, and and we we have um, I think six hundred six hundred folks that are on race support across the country wow. so we work with amateurs as well. Um, to, and get data from them. You know, hey, what works, what doesn't, what do you want, what do you not want? Um, and we try to offer something, kind of something for everyone. We've got pistons that are, you know, kind of OEM replacement, drop-in type stuff, all the way up to, you know, the trickest of the trick with, you know, super lightweight and all kinds of extra machine work and coatings and treatments. So it just depends on what you're looking for, but we try to have every, we try to offer everything. And Bob, out of curiosity, what's the, uh... What form of uh, let's keep it to two wheel? What form of two wheel uh, would you say you have the most uh, you know privateer support happening in? I presume you guys not only do you support, perhaps you even have contingency for certain levels. I mean, are we talking off road GNCC type stuff, Supercross, Motocross, all the above, flat track? Yeah. I know you guys are out there. Yeah, actually, actually, all of the above. We've always been really, really big in flat track, but we're. You know, we're pretty much everything you mentioned. We we start off at the amateur level, supporting amateur racers. You know, um, both at the local level and then the ones that that work all the way up to Loretta Lynn's and that kind of thing. Um, you know, we've also re or recently um, kind of re-engaged with a lot of the factory race teams. So we were, we were working with HRC now um, and some other uh, you know some other teams that we maybe can't mention right now. But I mean, <laughs> you know, the HRC thing should you know if you look at the way those bikes perform this year. 
you know, I'm not saying it was all due to us, but we were really proud to be. Well, most of it was. Yeah, most of their performance well, was due to you guys. I can't take credit for any of that stuff, but, <laughs> um, you know, again, they, they, had a, they had a really strong year as far as performance goes, and, you know, we're proud to be affiliated with those guys. They're a really good group, both Factory, Factory Connection and HRC. Honda has been really good to work with. But, again, you know, on the GNCC side, we're very, very engaged. We're, we're a major supporter of the series as well as many of the teams that are involved with racing, both ATVs and motorcycles. So it's, we kind of cover the gamut on, on most of the racing. Well, Bob, um, Bob, you know, we're, we we're, we're proud partners with you too over the years. And, uh, I can't tell Absolutely. you that enough. Um, where was I just going to go? I took a left turn at uh, Cincinnati, and I, I, I don't wow. know, Scott. Wow. You, lost, you lost me too. Um, website, Bob. How about it? It is Wiseco.com, yeah. And you can pretty much find there's a lot of new there's a lot of new things on there. It's an older website, but there's lots of new information. If you go to the new products tab, um, all of our new products are listed there. You can actually click on a little PDF, and it'll open up and give you all the features and benefits and year making models that that the products fit. Um, you can also search by year, make, and model, which, you know, something fun that I do a lot with my own bikes. I go on there and kind of go, hey, well, what can I buy? You know, and <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like to save any money. I like to spend everything. So, um, you know, I'll key it in there and go, hey, you know, we got something new uh, for this bike or one of my other, my kids' bikes. And we'll, we'll uh, you know, we, tr- we, we run our own products a lot. So, um, you know, we do our own testing. And we like to use our own stuff as well. So it's. You know, it makes it. I think it makes it easier to sell too, because if I'm if I'm familiar with what I'm selling, it's it's actually pretty easy to sell because it's all good product. Well, you do a damn. Excuse me, uh, a very good job is what I'm trying to a say. Darn good job, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Try <Sorry>. to <laughs> Bob DeFranco. <laughs> Thankfully, our guest, my producer may not be as uh, uh, as as understanding as at our as our guests are, but Bob DeFranco has been our guest. Uh, of course, a strategic accounts manager for Wiseco, the world leader in manufacturing of high-performance forged pistons for a variety of different markets. They can take care of you and your needs. Believe me, they've got it going on. Bob, thanks so much. Thank you guys so much. And like I said to everybody out there listening, you know, we, we ask you to obviously support your local dealers and uh, you know keep, keep the sport alive. And uh, if you're ever up in the Cleveland, Ohio area, uh, east of Cleveland, you know, you're always welcome to come out and visit. Uh, we love to take people through our facility and show them what we do and how we make things. So um, that's, an, you know, kind of an open invitation. But, uh, you know, we're proud to show it off. And, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, 77 years of, of hard work in that place. <laughs> are, um, you, are, you a, are you a Cleveland Indians fan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So if you remember when the Cubs won the World Series, right? Uh, Who can I was forget I, that. Pardon? Who can forget that? Right. So I was scheduled to announce at the Wallstein Center, and I just had back okay. surgery, and I was still on pain meds. Okay. So I got it. Okay. I got to the hotel, which is literally behind the Cleveland Indian Stadium. <clears throat> and Jack, you'll 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 understand this. <clears throat> pardon me. Uh, and I, I went into the bar, a restaurant, to get a salad and something for lunch. And uh, the lady said, can I help you? I said, yeah, I'd like a beer, a, a, a salad. I said, you don't need to turn the lights on here in the bar, but could you turn the TV on? And she said, sure. What channel would you like to watch? I said, WGN out of Chicago. And she said, well, what's on that you want to watch? And I said, the, uh, the World Series Parade. And she and she she said to me, "I'm serious." She said, she said for real, and I said, "Yeah." And 
I said, I really need to watch this parade because it's only been 110 years since the Cubs have won anything. But it was uh, amazing, and uh, <clears throat> I had such a great time. <clears throat> I had such a great time in Cleveland that week. Uh, I can't even tell you. Great host, great city. And, uh, you know, they easily enough, they could have won the whole thing. Yeah, it was kind of a bummer, but uh, you know, I, I think they had a good year, and it, it's fun. It's fun to see the sports teams do well. Sure. Um, you know, it actually is really good for business in the city too. It actually creates a lot of excitement, and you know, the more people that come into the town, they get to see it. And you know, I mean, I'll tell you what, there were because I was visiting customers when that was going on. There were a ton of people from Chicago coming over to watch those games. So I mean, it was, I, I mean, I don't know how many percentage-wise, but it, there were a lot of Chicago people over in, in Cleveland watching those games. I'm, gra- I'm glad you so, got rid of that LeBron guy. Um, can't remember his yeah, last name. to do with that either. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby, it's always good to talk to you, brother. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you guys so much. Good luck to you. There we go. Bob DeFranco, Wiseco, you know the name, you know the brand. Ask for it at a dealer near you. Back after this. Kevin Schwantz here, 1993 500cc world champion. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA Closure System race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro advanced ventilation jersey and premium race glove and you have generation next racewear built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike for more information visit flyracing.com it's much more than a piston company wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products including forged pistons precision forged clutch baskets and hubs crankshafts camshafts forged connecting rods and valves at wiseco we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle atv snowmobile personal watercraft outboard marine engine or automobile on the market today after 70 years in the business wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high-quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals. Wiseco. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high 
high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Passionate about motorcycles? Ever heard of the saying that you should make a career out of what you love to do? MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com is a state-of-the-art online job board built exclusively for the power sports industry. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com connects job candidates who are passionate about the motorcycle industry with companies and dealerships that may be looking for you. Upload resumes, receive new job notifications, or just surf the site for your dream job. Turn your passion into a career at MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. The point is good. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Like Swell Vodka on Facebook. Find Swell at fine stores that sell spirits. Hi, this is Ed Morrill, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Well, we encourage you to uh, enjoy Swell Vodka uh, with a passion, but also do it with uh, some intelligence, okay? Responsibly. Yeah, yeah. Drink responsibly. Uh, Scott Casper with you. PJ Duran as well in studio. Our, our uh, hosts uh, include Jack and Leanne DeLeon, our producers. Uh, our uh, contributors include Chris Bishop and Tommy Boy Halverson. So far, we've heard in the first hour from Ty Tremaine. I thought that was a fun interview with Ty. Uh, you know, in, a lot of times we go into these interviews, we go in cold. You know, we may have some limited background. Uh, which Jack provides us because he does all the show research. Thank you, Jack. But but also we have, you know, uh, so, some limited knowledge from the Internet. Our next guest is no different. And uh, Bob DeFranco, by the way, was outstanding, as, as always. But uh, we go to our next guest, and that's Rodney Smith. Rodney, how are you? I'm doing good, thank you. AMA Hall of Famer. Yeah, it's, uh, I think I was inducted in 2015, and, it was quite an achievement. That's something I would definitely wasn't expecting, and I think kind of one of the easiest ways to explain it is, uh, you know, as a kid growing up racing motorcycles, you know, you always want to win races and win championships and sure. the best there is. But I don't think you ever go into it thinking that you're going to be in the AMA Hall of Fame. So the day I got called and got inducted into the Hall of Fame, it kind of was like people asked me what it was like, and I said, it's like winning the biggest championship I ever won. <laughs> I never even knew I was interested in it, you know? What was that phone call like? It was pretty pretty interesting. It's uh, like I said, almost uh, surreal, I retired, right? I, I, I was retired. Yeah, it's almost surreal. I was retired. I wasn't really racing anymore, and and I get a call and saying that uh, you know, I just got inducted to the AMA Hall of Fame, and wow, um, had had to come out to the uh, Florida to the introduction, and it was just like I said, it still wasn't surreal until I went there, went through the whole ceremony, and then people were asking me the next day what it was like, and I was like, man, it's, it's kind of like winning the biggest championship of my life, and I never even thought I was good. <laughs> Well, Rodney, you pretty are cool. you now? Uh, are, pretty cool. You're still affiliated and coaching. Is that still the role that you fill at Beta uh, USA? Well, that's kind of how I got started in with Beta. They, uh, you know, as a brand manager, they wanted me to use my name and come in and work with the riders. And uh, they ended up getting rid of the team manager and bumped me up into the management department. So I run, I actually run the team. So it's been kind of a learning curve. You know, it's, it's a whole new career. It's uh, you know, I went from being a racer now to running the team and hiring racers and 
uh, trying to look for the next best racer out there and, and just try to uh, what's best for our brand, for Beta. And you've got some very talented off-road racers. So you're, are you the Beta USA Racing Manager? Is that the official title that one would use? Because that covers a number of disciplines, I have to believe. Yes, it's basically the, uh, you know, the USA Beta Off-Road Racing Manager. Um, I think I have eight different uh, pro riders and then four or five different support riders. We so, cover races from the East Coast. We do Grand National Cross Country to the National Enduros to the Sprint Enduro Championships. And then on the West Coast, we do uh, we do Hair and Hounds, the AMA Hair and Hounds. We do the National Hair Scrambles. We do the Enduro Cross, which we have coming up this weekend. Um, so we cover a wide range of uh, races and, and different off-road events. And are you still involved with trials? Yes, they definitely, definitely. They have a whole different, um, you know, manager and trial side of it. Um, I'm just, uh, you know, working with the off-road motorcycle part of it, not the trial side. But yes, they is definitely very, very heavy in trials. And PJ, I, I know that uh, you guys have Beta as a brand that that uh, Hickam Power Sports sells. Um, what place does it play uh, within the market? I would say beta is, you know. Is it a specialty bike? It, it is. Um, they seem to, since their induction, uh, at least at the level that most consumers knew about them, they were going toe-to-toe with KTM. I think that was their aim. Okay. They want to be a specialty European. cool-looking bike. Race-ready European brand that's, uh, you know, it's not one of your big four Japanese bikes. I think, and and correct me if I'm I, wrong, I don't know. Rodney. I think they really have taken aim at KTM, and their their bikes are similarly equipped and directly right. comparable. Yeah, no, exactly. You know, when I came on board, you know, I put my name on with this manufacturer, and you know, I did some research and stuff with it too. But they're great motorcycles. They're uh, they're fairly highly competitive right out of the gate. And I would have to, I had to agree with you one hundred percent. I think our our whole model is kind of almost back in the KTM. You know how they got into off road and spread themselves and got real recognized and reliable and everybody knew the ktm brand before they branched into any other type of uh, motorcycle racing like motocross and stuff like that you know I think we definitely have to do our groundwork and, and sure. uh, build build the name and, and you know not we got to walk before we can run well i i don't know that i would i would want to be in a race with any of the japanese manufacturers you know what i mean uh, whether it's honda or kawasaki or yamaha or whoever i think i'd rather get really good at what i do Okay, which obviously Beta has done and uh, continues to do, much like KTM. But I I, I believe that once you're good at what you do, the market will find you. It's up to you to determine how to market yourself, right? That makes sense? Yes, I think you're exactly right. Okay, so can I start for you on Monday and uh, just... uh, (laughs) <laughs> I'll slide right in there. Exactly. No, our, our our guest Rodney Smith. Of course, you uh, may remember him being inducted in the Hall of Fame in 2015. Uh, one of the most dominant off-road racers of the late 90s or early 2000s. As a matter of fact, Rodney, um, in in your career, and 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 might I say, it was an illustrious career. 13 AMA sanctioned national championships. Uh, to your credit, including the Grand National Cross Country uh, title in 98, 99, 01, And I was talking with PJ off the air about this, and, and I don't know that there's anybody else in that category uh, that has done what you've done. Yeah, you know, not only that, I think what a lot of people forget, too, is I had a big motocross career prior to that. Yeah, we're not talking about that. We're, we're <laughs> yeah, well, no, and the ISDE, work, the ISDE work is uh, absolutely noteworthy as well. Right. 
right? Yeah, I, th- I think just being a rounded rider in all different types of racing is uh, kind of what helped get me into the Hall of Fame. Really? But no, without a doubt. You know, the, the 13 championships in AMA off-road, it was, uh, it was very good. What part of I your race was- career do you look back upon and go, you know what, that was the most fun? Well, I'd almost have to say my last GNCC championship. Um, probably my first year getting into off-road, which was, I think, like, 92, 93, because, I, like I said, I retired from motocross, and I was kind of burned out. Um, and I got into off-road for fun because that's what my family did as a background. And right. I kind of started enjoying, enjoying riding a motorcycle again, and I just did some races for fun. And, and it was just it was a lot of fun. It wasn't about the money. It wasn't about the fame. It was just about going out there and riding a motorcycle and trying to, you know, be the best there is. And okay. it was a lot of fun there. But I do have to say, my last year of racing, pretty much when I won the, my fifth championship in GNCC, I was 40 years old. It started out as a real fun year because it wasn't expected of me, and the physician kind of knew I was getting ready to retire. We were bringing up Josh String and some other, other riders to fill my shoes, and I was just out there kind of having fun that year. And, you know, when we went into the summer break, I had a three-point lead in the championship, which over Jason Reigns, it wasn't that big of a deal, but up until then, I I didn't care if I won four or five championships. I really won four. <laughs> so I was having a lot of fun that year just racing you know, and riding. And then uh, all the way up to about, I think when the summer break ended, we had four races to go, and I came back and won the next race. And Jason Lane's had some trouble and ended up fourth or fifth that day. And all of a sudden I had uh, like a 16-point lead with three races to go. And then, <laughs> then the pressure hit. Then it wasn't so fun anymore. Because I, it, was more, I, I, it was more expected of me to win it now, and I couldn't lose it, you know. And, and then the fun was gone. So that, that whole year was a lot of fun, like I said, up until that point. Rodney, always good to talk to you up against the clock. Appreciate the time. Anybody you want to say thank you to, let's face it, uh, as, as you and I are a little long on the tooth, uh, there are still people that helped us get to where we are today. Who are they? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, Mike Webb, you know, this is with you all along. But I have to say, I give a lot of thanks to Beta right now and being a part of their team and, and help represent that, that manufacturer that's building a foundation right now. And, you know, I've got a good team that I've been putting under me, which sure. is uh, the mechanics and the riders. i got a lot of good guys. Bryce, Javiera uh, is Mark suspension guy, and i got Ryan Johnson. i got um, Jason Hurst and, and um, you know, a bunch of good mechanics. I got. You know, that's uh, Rodney Smith on the program. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Back after this, short time out, top of the hour break. Appreciate you listening. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard-packed supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new Slow Rebound Tacky Compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the Tacky Tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a Tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber.
Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. PJ Duran, Scott Casper with you. Our producers include Jack and Leanne DeLeon, the dynamic duo. Uh, and, and what they're doing right now, by the way, uh, just to update you, is they are looking for their favorite cut from a previous show. Okay? So at the end of this hour, you will hear uh, a, a perhaps Maybe you will rehear it, but an interview from a previous show that they found uh, to be, uh, what do you call it, entertaining, educating. Witty. What? Witty. Witty, yes. That's one of those terms. By the way, was Rodney, was Rodney Smith not just uh, just outstanding? He's a legend of the sport, and working with Beta, I got to think, is an exciting job to have. The, they really are a... Not altogether new, but a, a definitely a growing and uh, a company making their mark on the racing Well, now, scene. you sell Beta. Okay? Absolutely, and I personally own one. Do you really? Absolutely. Okay, so if if I was to ask you, and this is probably a, a personal and professional question, um, price-wise, bike to bike to bike, brand to brand to brand, where do they, where do they uh, how do they sit? Uh, they're, I would say, as a rule, if you average it, they're a few hundred dollars under a KTM, maybe more, like five or eight hundred dollars under a KTM. Wow. And similarly, more than a Yamaha, our, our next competitor. You know, we have three valid off-road brands in our showroom, and, you know, you, Japanese bikes generally are most price competitive. That's where they win the battle, KTM. Well, it's, I think it's quantity of production, right? Absolutely. And and KTM puts for the price, as does Beta, they put some products, uh, suspension products and things of that nature that are substantially higher end in the on the bikes. So you're getting some value. KTM, their motto is ready to race right off the showroom floor, and they legitimately are, and the same argument could be made for beta, ready to race right off the floor. How difficult is it, PJ, your estimation here per, uh, pr professionally, um, how difficult is it to win a works series race, let alone seven of them? I can only imagine that that is staggeringly difficult to do. And is it equipment? Is it is it style? Is it uh, it's everything? Training? I mean, you got to have a team. It's the rider. It's the machine. It's the team behind the rider to do something like that. Mm -hmm. Our next guest has won just that uh, seven times. He's been on the podium. He won the 2017 AMA National Hare and Hound Championship as well. He joins us now. Just and let me see if I can do this. I don't. They don't often let me push the buttons here, but let me see if I can bring our, our next guest on, Gary Smith. Gary, can you hear me? Gary, are you there? I know. I can see him. I think he's here. Looks like he's on hold right now. Leanne. Uh, there he, try hitting it again or yeah, no? Yeah, I, I tried down this twice, and I if I think 
if I hit it one more time, we're gonna drop I'll probably him. hang up. And we don't want to hang up on him. Gary, I bet you can hear us weird, diligently efforting to get you live on our air. I'll tell you what, let me do a promo real quick or, or, while Jack is obviously run to the restroom or someplace or else. I could do our uh, two-wheeled updates, okay, too. Okay, Gary, do me a favor. Uh, hang on. Let's go to uh, PJ Duran with our two-wheeled update. Gary? Uh, well, I just from the world of road racing, Phillip Island MotoGP happened this weekend. Maverick Vinales comes out of... Uh, Comes out of the the clouds finally, and he's he's a top of the podium. Name, by the way. He yeah. came out of the clouds. Maverick uh, won the race. Iannone in second. Dovizioso in third. Big news was Marquez DNF. Unfortunately, what was up with that? Uh, he got rear-ended. Two, two bikes came together, racing incident, but uh, significant enough damage to his bike as well as uh, the gentleman he collided was, with. Was there a penalty or anything? nope? No penalties. It was a racing incident. They were fighting over the same piece of ground, and uh, realistically, neither one of them intended to hit the okay. other guy. But it happened. So we've got two more rounds, Sepang, this weekend uh, from Malaysia. And I'm then excited about Sepang. I am as well. And the end of the season for MotoGP will be November the 18th in Valencia. And the World Superbike season ended on Friday night from Cutter with Ray, then Sykes, then Lowe's. That was race one. Sykes Ray, took second? Sykes took second. Ray, okay. of course, was the title winner. This was the last weekend of racing. And unfortunately, Friday night was the last night of racing as the due to a rain, freak rain and sandstorm, they canceled race two. There was no race <laughs> two on. in World Superbike. I'm, 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 I'm rain and sandstorm that's what they said and they called the race they let the super sports go out and said hey these bikes have too much power we are un unwilling to let our riders go out and get hurt uh it, there was standing water things of that nature so the racing body said we're not going to race last night's event was the end of the season see you next year okay so let's just go back up the truck here just for a minute rain and sand uh, yes, I have to believe there was a lot of wind to make that a, a combination event. But in Cutter, the track is surrounded by sand. I don't even know where Cutter is. Where is Cutter? Uh, it's like the UAE in that area. You know, United uh, Arab Emirates. Uh, yes, absolutely. Okay. Losail right. Cutter is the the Losail is the name of the circuit. Cutter is the name of the province or city. I guess uh, would be the better term. And that and that type of a track, I've got to believe that you need to. Uh, either blow it or or what brush it uh they they keep uh they have f1 races there moto gp races there world superbike races there this is normal uh it's always windy it's always a little sandy at the beginning of sessions and then the track clears they have astroturf all the way around it as grass certainly wouldn't grow in the desert where the track is situated they have astroturf which supposedly does somewhat of a job trapping uh blowing trapping sand, sand as yeah. it crosses the track but Apparently, they had a freak rainstorm, which is it was enough to... They, they probably don't have the greatest drainage, as they don't have a lot of rainstorms. So, they had standing water, no racing. Wow. Gary Sutherland, our guest. Uh, Gary, have you ever been caught in a freak rainstorm? You know, I, why can't I figure... What, Jack, can you please put our guest on the air? Okay. I've only been waiting for seven minutes. <laughs> Gary, are you there? Looks like you were there. Oh, we thought we had him. You on, Are you with us, Gary? Jack, can you do me a favor? Um, dump off and, 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 and call Gary or at least confirm that he is literally on the show. 
Mike. We, we've, we've had a bit of a challenge there. We'll get back with him, though. We've I've, had a really good show up to this had, point. Hey, I don't... Sometimes technical issues happen as a mechanic. I'm used to it. It's part of my life. It's part of my DNA. And Hicklin, Hicklin Power Sports. I, I, I absolutely expect things to go wrong, and knowing how to fix them is, <laughs> okay. Jack, is part of life. Jack says we have our guest on line 12. Nice job, Jack. What did we move him from line one? Uh, Gary Sutherland. Gary, have you ever been part of a freak rainstorm or, or some kind of a, oh, what do you call it, a, a weather incident that either caused the cancellation of a race or adjusted your race, uh, race pattern? This is a really good question, and I don't know why. Gary, are you there? I got a really good answer. Can you hear me? <laughs> we got you now, buddy. Thank you for right, being good. so yeah, patient of, with yeah, us. Yeah, we're out of time. Thank Sorry. you for being patient. <laughs> no, I've, I've only answered the question a couple times now. I can't wait. Can you hear me? Uh, no, it's funny. Uh, I actually did get stuck in a hail lightning storm at a Heron Hound. Really? At about mile 80. And it had about 20 miles to go, and it was all like nasty sagebrush. We're up in Utah, and... It was just lightning. Like, we literally rode by, like, one of those lightning tower things. And sure. it was just, like, big old hail. And, I mean, you're out in the middle of nowhere. There's no, like, calling the race at that point. You're just you're trying to get to the finish. And I actually ended up winning that race. But I was so scared because, like, the the hail was taking all the markers and beating all the arrows off. So I, wow. to, I got to a point you just were seeing sticks. I'm like, all right, well, following sticks is good <laughs> enough, I guess. Yeah, you, so. you can hope it's good enough. Gary, uh, congratulations on a good season. Right. You, what's your next season looking like? Are you back at it in the work series? Yeah, you know, we just wrapped up the work series uh, this last weekend, and uh, yeah, just trying to gear up for 2019 right now. We, uh, you know, with out on the West Coast, they don't really give us a lot of time you know, to get things figured out and switch back over into the, you know, the next season. So playing a little, you know, just quick trying to figure out what I'm doing and but yeah, next year definitely going to contest works and uh, big six next year. And you said big six. Uh, can you enlighten uh, myself at least on what big six is? Yeah, big six is like uh, it's like it's, they call it. It's the GP series on the West Coast, and it's grown huge in the last few years. And uh, it's basically higher speed um, than like a let's say a works race or um, anything like that. So it's it's faster, high speed, um, similar locations to work, but uh, an hour and a half race is not two hours, so a little different. Um, but they've been growing in popularity, and a lot of uh, there's a lot of amateur racers that race it, and so it's been getting traction. So uh, they're starting to get the pros and some of the uh, manufacturers involved. So it's a pretty good series. Is that? A- Pardon my uh, comparison if it's not an accurate one. Something like sprint enduro. Um, no, like so it's still it's still based off of like a one and a half hour race. So it's not so you're not doing like time. Okay, like a not sprints, scramble style. Yeah, not sprints. But they do have. Um, there is a couple of sprint series that are coming out to the West Coast this fall, this following year. So that ought to be interesting as well going to put my mic on um how are you scored uh for big six it's just a transponder and it's just uh it's like kind of like a motocross start it's but with a flag so there's no gate so it's a flag start sometimes dead engine and okay just full on full on race basically a sprint for an hour and a half 
So you're you're a dyed in the wool West Coast uh, racer. That's clearly I mean where Works is based. Are you do you do you do any indoor racing at all? I mean, have you looked at or have any interest in enduro cross the season that's ending this weekend and in Boise? Yeah, you know I actually did enduro cross for about seven or eight years. I did it through the early about from 2009 all the way up until a few years back when I rode for KTM and uh, you know KTM. I'd always I did all the X Games. Right. Um, I got some podiums. It's one of those things where you know I was winning desert races, and so KTM had their endurocross guys, and they were like, "Hey, we want you to focus on what you're really good at." You know, we already have our endurocross guys, so I kind of stopped doing the series, and uh, I did one last year just for fun, and you know, I might end up doing one maybe one or two next year. We'll just see, but um, unfortunately, those guys have turned it into such a you know, everybody's got their own practice track, and, you know, Cody and Colton are on a totally different level right now. So They really uh, are, aren't they? Yeah, we were, insane. we were talking to Ty Tremaine earlier, and he was saying the same. He's like, yeah, it's just the sport has progressed to the point where it really is specialized training, specialized riders, and, and really good ones at that. Yeah, and, you know, back in the day, like, I had a track, like, I was training, doing all that stuff, but on top of that, I'm trying to do works and other other off-road races so it's like where these guys are just dedicating their entire season to extreme riding and drill across and stuff like that so you know it's it's hard to juggle two or three things at once so um, i try to just focus on where i can make the most money and what i'm good at and i mean i, I still enjoy enduro cross and still would love to do it here and there but man it's to be to be competitive you got to devote your whole your whole year to it. It's its, its own discipline now, and, and we see it in every form of uh, motorcycle racing, road, off-road, flat well, track for that road. matter. I mean, every sport, but the days of 40 years ago, the, the AMA national champion competing in every every form of racing, that those days are just long gone. And well, back then you raced because you loved it. Now you race because it's well, part of your lifestyle. Uh, and, they, and they raced for the same reasons, make a paycheck. And if you could make a paycheck at uh, four different types of racing, you would. But, uh, yeah. And, exactly. and now everybody's uh, everybody's so good at each one of those. It's That's a lot of transport time to get to a race. If you're not going to make gas money home, it doesn't necessarily make sense. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's where you got to start figuring out, like, okay, well, I got bills to pay, and you know, we all, you know, you're doing it when it's your job. Unfortunately, kind of, kind of sucks in one sense because, like, even this year, like, I won the Heritage Championship last year. I ended up not even competing in one Heritage this year. Um, just the way that's got to be tough, uh, not defending your title. Yeah. Well, you know, just last year at the end of last season, I had a three-year contract with the team I was on, and. They ended up dropping me for financial reasons, and they kept racing. They just didn't want to pay me, so that I was sucks. scrambling and got a ride with Suzuki. And uh, unfortunately, with just expenses and all that, and uh, two sponsors, the sponsors I did pull together, uh, one of my main sponsors, Fred Hatch, he's a huge big six guy, and he's always racing. So we wanted to put our efforts in big six and still try and back up my works championship. So, you know, funding at the end of the day is trying to do three series on the West Coast just, uh, resources with bikes and parts and money just it wasn't going to cut it so kind of was a bummer to see that you know not be able to defend it but gary sutherland our guest uh in this season gary finished fourth in the overall standings of the work series with four podium finishes now folks 
I don't know if you understand how difficult that is or what kind of an accomplishment that is, but uh, that is demanding. Um, you've got to be a super athlete in order to get it done. Most recently, he had a third-place finish October 26th at the work season finale. And uh, I'd say that was a pretty nice compliment to your season, just finishing third. Would you agree with that, Gary? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, I had a good season going. I went to Mammoth, and I ended up breaking my foot. And ever since that, like, we came back and we uh, put a few bike problems. I actually was in second in points up until the last round, and I had a mechanical, and it basically took me from 10 points out of the championship to fourth. Like, there was no way for me to get any better. So that was kind of a big bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I ended up, we had an issue with my race bike, so I ended up racing a bone stock 2018 RMZ 450 bone stock suspension everything and so we pitted with milk jug uh, <laughs> and uh it was I ended up passing for third in the last corner on the last lap and I ended up it was a little too aggressive but I took us both down and um but I got up and got that third place so <laughs> That is impressive, and uh, Suzuki loves sound bites like that when they hear that happens, I'm sure. Uh, as, yep. You know, and it's good for your team. Uh, nothing gets morale up like an underdog uh, making the podium. Yeah, and it's, it's just good to, you know, it's been a little rough for the last few weeks, you know, working on bikes and doing everything. and So to get back on the podium on the last round was a very uh, good way to end the season and, and push into next year isn't that it's, it's kind of like going from natural gas right going back to charcoal briquettes where you have to load up the charcoal with all the lighter fluid and, and yeah you, and you love the smell right you love the smell but boy wouldn't it be a whole lot easier just using the natural gas jack do you do you use uh natural gas or, or charcoal i'm more natural gas are you uh, me, me as well and uh i happen to like it what about you pj i'm all charcoal all the time okay and and uh, gary in the pits um you know between races and whatnot are you using charcoal or natural gas or just a bag of uh, bread and some bologna mm, natural gas and and that you know and some sandwiches you know i got i have a seven-year-old so there's always Peanut butter and jelly. Right? Got to have peanut butter and jelly if you got a seven-year-old. Okay, P P B and J, right? Yeah. Well, that's, that's all right. right. And I got a pregnant fiance, so there's definitely uh, there's always snacks in our pit. They they all come to every race. That's impressive. Wow. Yeah, they uh, they actually missed a couple, um, but they were there this this past weekend, and uh, that's pretty cool. But yeah, so it's always. And my daughter actually she raced the the seven to eight class this weekend. Really. So. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, she she did good. She made improvements, so we were all happy and excited for her. And what is she riding? Uh, KTM, little KTM, a little KTM bike, fifty. Yeah, a little fifty. Yep, fifty adventure. Is yep. that is that what it is? You sell them, right? Yep, at Hicklin Power Sports. Fifty adventure. Sure. Well, look, uh, it's always good to talk to Gary. I'm, I'm grateful that you took the time to uh, uh, rejoin us on the program. But um, no congratulations on a, uh, you know, a lot of folks out there may go, well, he didn't finish in first, okay? But what I look at is what you accomplished along the way. You're an outstanding racer and a great champion uh, in your own right, and we, uh, and we appreciate the work you put into your program and what you put into racing. Thank you so much. 
I appreciate you guys having me on. I really do. There we go. Give, oh, wishing you a better next year with a few less of the snafus that you had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds good to me. That's, that's the plan. What does uh, snafu stand for? Do you know? I don't believe it's appropriate for the air. Is it situation normal all? Yep. That is, you're on it. Up like that? Yep. Okay. So I was, I was nailing it? <laughs> You got it. And notice, Jack, I did he's, self-edit. He's getting, he's getting uh, nervous there. The edit button's right there. I wish we had an edit button. It'd make Jack's life a lot easier. Right, Jack? Yes, it would. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much, Gary. Appreciate the time. Quick time out. This portion of our show brought to you by The Fly Wall at flyracing.com. Go to flyracing.com. Put your pictures up if they're approved. They'll be going on the fly wall where all of the rest of the wrestling fans, excuse me, racing fans, can check out your favorite picks. It's all at flyracing.com. Stay tuned back up to this. Hi, this is Scott Russell, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey, everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard-packed supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's track, A-D-D-I-X.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with track addicts track days it's a fact the best you've ridden is the best you know until you've ridden race tech suspension you haven't experienced the best suspension possible race tech is the science of suspension for atv and utvs motocross freestyle and stunning off-road supermoto road race sport bikes cruisers touring and vintage bikes as well as adventure riding with gold valve kits to upgrade your stock forks and shocks and our g3s custom series shocks you too can have the Racetech suspension advantage, and it's all made in the USA. For more information about Racetech products and applications, visit our website at Racetech.com. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This is 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riding 
riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the DeLeon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The DeLeons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the DeLeons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack DeLeon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Hi, my name is Ben Evans, professional motocross and supercross racer, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, about 27 after the top of the hour. And uh, we go to our next guest. I want to thank Gary Sutherland, by the way. It's always good to catch up with Gary. Um, can you believe all that he's accomplished, PJ? I mean, dude is a Talented master. racer. Yeah, very talented, but also very grounded. And, uh, and I think that's, you know, in, in our day and age, I think that's pretty unique where you have individuals that are very good at what they do, but they don't lord it over you. They don't, they don't shepherd your opinion, if you will. Uh, our next guest, no different, uh, her second consecutive championship in the women's enduro cross series came in 2017. She is Shelby Turner. Uh, Shelby, good evening. How are you? I am good. Thank you. Appreciate you uh, joining. Is this your first visit with us? Yeah, this is this is the first time I've been on this show. That's weird because uh, I've seen your name on on many lists, but I wonder why it's taken us this long to be able to dial all your numbers at the same time. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because I'm from up in Canada. We don't have good cell service. Ah, there it is. <laughs> it's all about Canada. Okay. So, Shelby, you're sitting a second in the points in the Women's Enduro Cross Series. Do you have a chance at uh, taking the title, or is it out of reach? No, actually, Casey and I are three points from each other, so that means if wow. I win in Boise, I take, we tie for points, and I'm pretty sure it goes to that final round, which would mean I would win. Awesome. And uh, so if Casey wins, obviously, then she, she beats me. She does have this three-point gap. Well, no, so is, that's kind of where we're sitting. Is, the, is it possible that the season could end in a tie? Uh, yeah. Well, I don't I don't know. I've never heard of that, really. No, um, they, there'll, be, there'll be a tiebreaker of some type. You, you know, I think yeah. in some I think sports they go to criteria. Uh, the last racer or last yeah, the wrestler. last race, the, the last race would be, would presumably be it. It'd either be last race or whoever has the, the the most number of wins on the season. That's typically what it is in our world of motorcycle racing. And, and because she's our guest, uh, we want Shelby to win. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I think. I think if we actually, if I win, we will tie for wins and second places throughout the year. So, wow, that is a close season. You guys have been battling hammer and tongs all year, haven't well, there's, you? There's a million dollars on the line, and uh, <laughs> wouldn't that be great? That would be amazing. I'm just happy we got some <laughs> dollars on the line this year, which is awesome to see. And 
women's racing period. Oh, no no, no kidding. And this would be a three-peat for you then if you manage to uh, come away with the title. Are you going to come back next year, win, lose, or draw? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I love endurocross. It's personally my favorite type of riding I do. I do, you know, motocross, I do some off-road stuff and some desert riding, the but the endurocross is kind of like my passion. I, I really enjoy it. Uh, it's a lot of fun, so win or lose, I'm coming back next year. This year was kind of just about a write-off as it was. I don't know if you guys do or not, but I broke my leg at the end of May. Pretty oh, my quickly. God. Yeah, I remember that now. Now that you bring it yeah. up again, uh, what was the healing time um, so, and the rehab plan? Uh, I actually got cleared like a week before I went down to round one. Wow, that so close. I had I had about three days on my motorcycle in three months before I went down to Phoenix for that first round. And and tell us tell us about the break. Where was the break? Uh, and I did my tib fib, uh, which is your lower leg bones, both of them, right in the middle. Oh wow! Uh, clean break, straight across, mm. and I. It was actually pretty serious, so I sent my tib. Jack, down, Jack, take our guest off the air. I don't want to. I don't want to hear the. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, so yeah, it was. It was bad. Oh so. my goodness sakes! And this was a moto-related, I have to believe, incident. When I hear uh, mid mid leg, that's usually oh. uh, the top of the boot. Yeah, it was uh, right in the middle of my boot. But yeah, moto-related triple hit a big triple, came up a little short. I uh, didn't crash or anything, but. Had to pull off when I realized my leg wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I'd, yeah, we we didn't sto- crash. We, we, did, we did you the hear show. that? Did you hear that? Fans didn't uh, crash. We stopped the show. Yeah, when I realized I'd broken my leg, or or at least inserted even a fingernail or my foot into my mouth. It's it's <laughs> all very similar. Uh, the pain is amazing. How was it for you? How did you deal with that? I was. It was adrenaline. Uh, it's an amazing thing. Right off the bat, I didn't feel it, of course. Oh, God. Then as, as you know, minutes stretched into, you know, 20, 25 minutes, it was terrible. Oh. Yeah, it was bad, bad. And, and what, there was ambulatory people there to help you? and. Yeah, to, it's, it's kind of a funny story. So I did it at a local track called Raymond. And okay. uh, I actually work there because I'm a paramedic. So I work on You're a paramedic as well. Physician, yeah. heal thyself. That's what they yeah. say. <laughs> so my coworkers picked me up. I told them I wanted nothing but the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so they immediately put you on a uh, uh, what, what, what's what's the uh, morphine drip uh, where you punch yeah. the button? Yeah. No, I didn't have. I was only once once they because I went straight into surgery, oh. so once they picked me up and got me you know situated and to the hospital. After that, I wasn't I wasn't on pain medication very long. This is the <laughs> most awful interview ever. Well, we get we get them all the time. Unfortunately, motorcycle racers of every type uh, end up breaking bones. It's just part of the deal, and yeah, we do it, we get them on a regular. Ow! I mean, I'm certain, yeah. and, and it's nothing to do with our guest, obviously Shelby Turner. Um, Shelby, what's your high point of your career? Uh, yeah, the, the last two years, probably 2016, 2017, um, I won the Canadian Western Motocross Nationals, and then I came down and won the Cross titles, and I also got I, an ISE gold medal in Spain and France. So How cool is kinda, that? Yeah, it was awesome. I was, I was excited, 
And then it was just a bummer this year. So, you know, I was training hard, trying to do the three-peat and all of it. And then, you know, you break your leg six days before the season starts and you're praying that you're going to be ready at least for EnduroCon. So. Wow. Wow. Well, way to battle back, Shelby. And uh, I think it bears mentioning for those of our listeners that don't know, you have also podiumed in the men's class of EnduroCross, correct? Yeah, last year I podiumed in the amateur class. I got third, the amateur A, and I've won the amateur B before. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. That's no it. joke, you know how to ride the enduro cross. And we were we were talking earlier to um, to Ty from your same series. We were talking to Ty Tremaine and uh, well, just about the how hairy the courses, you know, hairy or not, how much the courses have progressed in the last couple, two, three years in endurocross, they've, you know, as rider skills have increased substantially, course difficulty has increased as well. I mean, and I'm sure you're seeing the same thing uh, on the women's side. Uh, you guys run the same course, correct? Yeah, we run the same course the amateurs do. Um, I've been doing endurocross. I followed this series religiously for kind of like the last three years here, but uh, I know there's a there's a certain level that we, me and Casey have kind of, you know, and Morgan Tanky, we've, we've raced so long at it, and then you see the girls coming in and just struggling, and you, I, you're like, man, I remember being there, like, you know, not that long ago, and how, how long and how hard you have to work, you know, to kind of get over that, so you can get to a point where, you know, Casey and I are out there literally battling each other, battling the elements, and battling lappers. It's the, I mean, it's been it's been an amazing year, and I it's been fresh, a little frustrating for me. Just, you know, I haven't had the practice coming in that I wanted, and Casey's fast, and she's, she's coming for me, and I want to keep that number one plate, so I've been working as hard as I could, but, you know, with my leg being so uh, kind of weak and stuff, it's been a big hindrance, but... You know, that's kind of what I'm looking for, for forward to into next year is, you know, being 100% healthy and being ready to go for the series. Well, it's it's impressive nonetheless, despite your injury, your ability to to battle back all season long, Shelby. It's it's impressive. Uh, I look at the, the entire field of women, and, yeah, there's – You've got some stronger competition, some up-and-comers, and I got to figure they're going to get it figured out over the off-season. Yeah, yeah, it takes it takes a lot longer, you know, than a couple of months on the on, on the dirt bike to learn how to do enduro cross. There's so much going on, right? There's so much throttle and clutch control, and just knowing your limits and kind of understanding how to if you do get stuck and in the predicament, uh, learning how to get out of it fast, and uh, it's a it's a big learning curve, but it's also a lot of fun. People often tell me that EnduroCross is so addicting. So, how do you um, know what your uh, what, what? How did you say it, PJ? Um, not restrictions, but what your um, personal barriers are. You know what I'm saying is, uh, how do you know what your limitations are? Yeah, it's trial and error, right? There's some things that you look at, and I just don't even think it's possible and then you watch Cody Webb or Colton Haker hit him you're like oh my gosh I'm never doing that <laughs> and, then I, and then I silently say to myself I really hope Casey's not doing that because I might have to do it if she does <laughs> yeah it's a it's a bit of a, a chess match I'm sure for you guys as to you know you you don't want to hurt get hurt you don't want to crash um but if somebody else does a big one that's going to save a bunch of time you got to step up right 
Yeah, that's it. That's totally what it is. We're kind of fortunate that at the at the stage that the women's class is at, and Casey and I, like, we're we're not quite where you the big jumps are paying off because nobody's really doing them. Right. If you if you can get through a lap clean, that's that's when you make your biggest time savers, right? And then getting from a lap to putting together a full five laps, and you know, sounds ridiculous to say five laps, but that's pretty hard. Four minutes and one lap so is that what it is not four ri- minutes per lap not ridiculous yeah. at all we've watched uh, the series enough that's it, i could be out there for a week and still stuck <laughs> in that rock garden i truly believe that the rocks are are so difficult for me is is what i what i'm what i'm looking at and and, and granted i've never actually right rode through the obstacles but they just sometimes they appear to be so big You've got to yeah. be, you just got to be so talented and so balanced, okay, and trust your equipment, right? You got to trust your equipment, um, you know, with, with, uh, I got to believe, no second thoughts. Yeah, for sure. You got to, a big, you know, big thing is like, you just, you just got to, everything with momentum seems to be a lot better. And that's kind of been the key to the rocks this year. I mean, the three rounds in a row, we went straight from the matrix section right into the uphill rock garden and you have literally three feet to decide whether or not you're going to be ready to go up the rock and, and it's been, and it's you said an uphill rock garden yeah like wow. this year it seems that everything is either uphill or downhill you either have an uphill matrix and a downhill rocks or you have the uphill rocks and a downhill matrix and it neither is easy <laughs> describe for our yeah, listeners what the matrix what the matrix looks like so that's a series of logs designed specifically to screw you up that's, how, that's probably <laughs> the, best, the best way to describe it Log, logs is kind of an understatement they are telephone poles really aren't they that, that means our studio yeah, here is just full of ro- uh, uh, logs that's yeah they're big they're big telephone poles and they're kind of designed so the first the first one usually is a double so it's a little bit shorter than your bike, and then there's a bike length gap in between the next double. Oh, wow. And then it seems like a bike and a half and another double. So it's just trying to keep them together for all that. And then just as you think it sounds easy, the one log in the middle is a little bit bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so it's designed to screw you up. Yeah, it's, it's everything out there is designed to screw you up. And, I mean, you got to give the pro guys a lot of credit because they do not make it look hard like i i've trained a little bit i've rode with cody webb and you know i've a lot of these pros and even on their practice tracks they go around and they make it look so easy and then you go there and you're upside down backwards you can't get through anything so it's like ty tremaine and those boys are very very talented to be able to go that fast and over those kinds of obstacles that well if it was easy uh everybody would be doing it right that is That's true right. all right shelby uh up against the clock who do you want to thank sponsor wise yeah, I'd like to thank Amy Racing, KTM, FXR has been a huge support for me, uh, Tire Balls, V-Rubber, 60 Helmet, uh, my parents for driving me around, and, uh, you know, everyone who's been supporting me over the few years, and sorry to all the sponsors I might have forgot. <laughs> well, you did a great job on the program, and we're looking forward to your return, Shelby. Thank you so much. Perfect. Have a good night. Shelby Turner, our guest on the program. You've been listening to uh, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Quick time out. Back with our featured interview of the week, or as Jack DeLeon says, my favorite interview of the week. And now you know 
the rest of the story. Hey, this is Ben Bostrom. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 ProFit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals wiseco america's motor racing talk show pit pass motor racing weekly comes your way each sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on des moines sports station 1460 kxno Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Passionate about riding motorcycles off-road and on? Well, visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa and see the full line of 2017 Yamaha Dual Sports. From the simple-to-ride electric start TW200 to the nimble, lightweight XT250 to the racing-derived performance of the WR250R, Yamaha has your ride. Visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa today. Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Hickam Power Sports in Grimes. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, I protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Don't drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Time out. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Find Swell Vodka in fine stores, restaurants, and bars near you. Like Swell on Facebook. Hey everybody, this is Jeff May, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. 17 minutes before the hour, you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. I'm Jack Dillion, and as Scott told you earlier, this is my favorite interview of the past month. Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Front Porch People. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Front Porch People Radio and Podcast Network. Uh, full full cast in studio today, and I'm, I'm grateful for that because, quite frankly, my mind is filled with... Uh, Wanderlust? No, I want to get out of Washington, D.C. I'm tired of looking at Fox Sport or Fox News and CNN and everything going on with with uh, you know the picking of a, uh, a professor that'll take over and be a judge or whatever. You know, I'm just tired of it. Just, Don't watch TV, though. I went down the hallway and yelled at uh, our number one radio host down there on our sister station, WHL, and he said, you finally get it. I said, no, it's just I'm finally at that point. Uh, tonight, the Chicago Cubs will be taking on the Colorado Rockies uh, for a wild card spot. There'll be a lot of disappointed fans. Yeah, there will I, be. Hey, not a fan. For Colorado. Do not yeah. say that. Hey, <laughs> we're pulling for them. I, did, I didn't even say I could care less who wins. No, that's uh, not true. I'm just saying go there's going to be a lot of disappointed fans. Go Cubs. I didn't say 
Who? Which what, ones? Which ones? Yeah. yeah. I have a little song I wrote, and it goes a something like this. Uh, go, Cubs, go. Go, Cubs, go. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? The Cubs are going to win today. That's you, it. You actually wrote it's that? pretty terrible. I wrote that. Yeah, I wrote nah, that like I, 16 years ago. I, hmm. Maybe you're just one of those recent fans that <laughs> abandoned the Cardinals. No. No? Okay. No, I've been watching the Cubbies since, uh, <laughs> since my grandfather started letting me watch TV. Oh, black and white TV. Okay. Yep. Roman Avila, PJ Duran in studio, along with Tony Wayne. Tommy Boy Halverson and Chris Bishop contributing as they always do. We appreciate that. Our producers on this program and as always, Jack and Leanne DeLeon. Tony, who's on the show this particular episode? Well, we're going to talk to a really fast off-road guy. Andrew DeLong. Also, another really fast off-road, G-Off Aaron, or like we G-off. like to call him Jeff. Um, and then uh, Kelly Wagner, who's actually a local guy. They've got a, a pretty cool race that's going on. It's it's kind of a tough uh, event off-road. So What's it called? Do you know? I don't know. Okay. Something really what, hard. But, but let's go back to G-Off Aaron. G-off. First of all, if the name first name is incorrectly spelled, so why would a parent do that to a son? And then secondly... Maybe it's a family name. Aaron, why do you need the second A? A-A-R-O-N. Why do you that, need the second that's, A? That's how you spell Aaron. No, it typically. isn't. I've seen Aaron done E-R-I-N. That's, that's Aaron. That's typically A lot of female. fast racers with the G-Off spelling, too. Yeah, the, Jeff May. Oh, yeah, there you go. Big timers. Hmm. Oh, okay, so who's in our second hour? Matthew Skoltz, who has uh, finished out the 2018 Moto America Superbike season in fourth place overall. There's another name misspelled, Skoltz. It should be Schultz. Well, he's not from the United States, so he gets a pass. Is he yeah. South African still? Absolutely. Something weird. Sure Something exotic. I'm not been. sure what it is. What about yeah. Chad Lewin? Lewin, yeah. Another yeah. fast road racer. So we're, we're kind of all over the map. No motocrossers on tonight, I no, see. No, I can uh, see that. I'm back. I what are you talking about? Yeah, I said motocrossers, not <laughs> posers. This portion of our program brought to you by our friends at Wiseco. Perhaps for the last time ever will they sponsor the show. Also by our good friends at um, Hicklin Power Sports. I understand there's a lot of good stuff going on at Hicklin Power Sports. Um, when, when thinking about financing, it's, it's often daunting. Um, to think that I've got to go in for a loan uh, to buy a new motorcycle or a house uh, or a trip. Uh, you know, I need money, okay? Or I need a haircut, for example. Where would I go? I go to Hickam Power <laughs> Absolutely. Sports. We can cover all those bases. There's a lot of YZ250s out there that don't require financing. Yeah, There's a lot right. of bikes out there. Well, yeah, we got to... YZ65s, too. Those have started so selling. Good. They're so cool. They, and shockingly, cost more than an 85. I, was I looking, don't know why. I was, I was actually talking to a friend of mine uh, yesterday prior to the Cubs start. Was his name Andrew DeLong? No, it wasn't. But before we go to Andrew, I'll just tell you this. He he bought a uh, Honda 50. Was it a Honda 50? 3,600 bucks. Sound right? Yep. One of the new ones. All right. Parked behind the Waveland uh, bar and and restaurant and was surprised when he went out there and, and it was gone. I'm not sure bucks for a fifty. Yeah, I'm not sure why one of those monkeys that you are going to ride. That's what they are. I'm going to ride. It's like still on. It's like ride on. Okay. Please go to our guests. Okay. Uh, So, want to thank our good friends at Hicklin Power Sports. Look for them online. Cedu, Canem, Beta, KTM, Polaris, and of course, is it pronounced Yamaha? That's it. Yam- Nailed Yamaha. It. Uh, look for him online. HicklinPowerSports.com. Tony? All right. Our guest coming up now is uh, Andrew DeLong wrote his gas gas XC300 to his season's best sixth place. Finish at the Mud Dovers National Enduro in Matthews, Indiana. Welcome back to the show. Andrew DeLong, how are you? Sorry about the pause there. We had to, no pause. We had to cover some cubbies. and we're A lot of us in the studio, Andrew, stuff. are just... 
uh, yeah, it's, ticked it's off. All good. It's How are you, Andrew? Are you a Cubs fan? I, I'm, I'm sure you aren't. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm from I'm too close to Philadelphia, so if I don't like any Philadelphia team, it's uh, pretty much you get beat up around here. <laughs> you know, oh, my, the my, city my, of brotherly love, yeah. as they say. It's you buy so the, famous. Buy the t-shirt my friend, just to fit in. My friend uh, actually owns a Philadelphia 76ers, so I don't, I don't blame oh, yeah. you for being yeah. um, upset with the whole sports picture. So I get it. Yeah. it maybe you guys yeah. can do better next time. <laughs> yeah, you gotta love them no matter if they're good or bad. It's, it's, uh, do we? Do we really? You, well, you, if you live inside an hour of Philadelphia, it's, uh, you gotta be a fan no matter what, as uh, that's what everybody talks about. So. I like working in Philadelphia. I love announcing in Philadelphia. It's a it's a championship city. Yeah, it's a good it's a good place um, for sure. Let's go to Roman Avila. Roman, you want to start things off the right yeah. way? Well, I you just were going last week for that. But... I know, right? But. <laughs> Especially with me being back, uh, you know, after a l- little hiatus. But, uh, Andrew, let's talk about the mud dauber. How was that? And how was the weather? Mm. Uh, it was actually really, really good this year. Um, you know, they got, like, uh, some rain. It actually flooded out there two weeks before the National Enduro. And then it um, it all, like, you know, uh, dissipate, dissipated over the two weeks leading up to the Enduro. And... Um, it was actually the most prime, prime conditions I think I've ever rode that enduro in. What was the first it, word you used? It was dissipated. Dissipated. Okay, just want to make sure I'm writing all these down. Yeah. Okay. No, it, um, it uh, it was actually like probably Indiana has far none the best dirt probably in the United States to ride a motorcycle. Um, so with all the rain and then it uh, uh hang on just a second hang on just a second i think winter said i was not too bad pretty good dirt in iowa too yeah, bud. we've got uh, indiana's good i've been uh, i'll be at crawfordsville racing but it's yeah. not quite as good as iowa we got some pretty <laughs> good dirt. Never, I, i've never rode in iowa so i don't know well there's I, been some I, omas in iowa but that. but no uh Nothing like you've... No MMAs. <clears throat> no GNCC as yet, although I'm sure we're struggling to make that happen someday. There are people that drive by Actually, that I, use, Lu- use Lucas Oil. I talked example. to the boys and tried to get uh, something strung together for the... for uh, Lafferty was here for a, a KTM thing we did. And, uh, yeah. Ryan? A demo. No. And uh, <clears throat> we... Um, no help. We tried to get the GNC, or excuse me, the National Enduro, but we just didn't have enough. The transfers would be too long, you know. So, uh, um, but but definitely some good riding here. Um, you're also doing the GNCC, right? Yep, yep. How's that going? You're in the XC1 class, obviously. Um, I know you've had some top tens. Yeah, it's been going. It's been going good. I mean, um, definitely. Uh, you know, I took off couple years with my wrist injuries and everything so this is like my first real year back on uh, the xd one line and it's uh it's definitely stepped up a lot since the last time i've actually competed in the gnccs with the speed and the the level of the players has gone uh, has gone up. up a lot yeah yeah it's are you 100 really are you 100 percent healthy right now yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. I would say I'm 100 percent right now uh, okay. with everything. You know, I'm a year and a half out since my wrist surgery, and it's taken me this long to finally get back up to, um, I guess you could say, like my top speed 
My partner Tony has has had some wrist injuries, haven't you, Tony? Yeah, both sides. I had a scaphoid uh, and a lunate bone had to be pinned on my left side, and then uh, proximal row carpectomy on was, the right and side. And you're misdiagnosed, is, though. You didn't have the appropriate doctor. Right, yeah. So, yeah, wrist injuries are tough. You know, we saw Charlie that in his career that's ended a lot of yeah. racers' careers. So, But you're... Uh, yeah, I- you're good now. You you are a past national Enduro champ, right? 2015 was it? Yeah, 14. 14. Yeah. Yep. So, um <clears throat> you um you obviously know what it takes to do it. What's the what's the competition like in National Enduro now versus back in 14 when you won that championship? Um it's it's actually the Enduros haven't changed too much. Um to be honest with you, the, the speeds have gotten faster for sure, but I mean, the competition is as well, you know, better in the Enduros. But um, it's just put – it's it's so close nowadays. Like the top 10 is within 30 seconds out of every test. So, I mean, if you – like let's just say at the Mud Dobbers, um, I mean, Grant Baylor was on a roll. I mean, he won the first test by 30 seconds over his brother. But I was – I think I was like nine seconds off of Stu and I got fifth and Stu got second in that test and then I beat Tad Devall by a half a second. Man, you're naming royalty in, in the in the uh, the entire discipline. Those those guys including you um just understand i mean there's there's a level of enthusiasm uh that you bring and professionalism that you bring we can tease all we want but at the end of the day that's what's making it so good to watch and why you know the numbers are up i gotta believe mark berg is he still with you guys yeah yeah okay i mean i gotta believe he along with other sponsors are pleased with the numbers you're bringing in right yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I hope so. I mean, that's what I'm. I guess I get paid to do is to you know push the gas gas to the for, uh, to the front of the pack, you know. And um, it's it's been tough. I'm I'm not gonna lie, you know. It's it's been a game changer. I guess you could say I've been on a four stroke for the past eight years um, for most of my pro career, and then going back to the two stroke three hundred has been it's been difficult. I'm not gonna lie, you know. Racing the GNCCs on a three hundred is is. Uh, it's tough, but the Enduros, uh, it's, uh, we're right there, you know, and it's just illuminating the, the mistakes, and I think right. uh, it's coming together, you know. It's the little things. And Roman Avila is in the studio uh, on this particular program. Roman, you've you've seen other guys that have been to the top of the box, right? <laughs> I, I've, seen, I've seen a lot of other people um, on top of the box, but <laughs> not me. Um, Andrew, I was going to ask you this, and you already answered my part of my question, but you're riding the 300 in also GNCC, also in the Sprint Enduro, or the, I mean, National Enduro. Um, is it the same setup, same bike? Uh, you got two different bikes. I mean, what do you like about it? Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much, pretty much the same bike. Uh, I go from one race to the next. I mean, like I said, the Enduros are so fast right now with the trail. Um, you have to have pretty much uh, the same setup pretty much going from the GNCCs to the National Enduros. I might go two clicks softer on my suspension for the Enduros, but I mean, really, there's the you're hitting the bumps the same speed that you will be in a GNCC. It's just not as rough, so you can actually carry your speed a lot more. Um, but, yes, yeah, you know, I pretty much run the same setup everywhere. I just changed my gearing a little bit 
from the Enduros, I go to a 52 sprocket in the rear, and then for the I go to a 48 for the GNCCs to keep my you know for the, the for the speed. Andrew, you are part of the gas gas effort. How big of an effort is gas gas? I mean, they're they're certainly coming on um, and f- and filling in areas you know that are not already filled by the likes of KTM, Husqvarna. Gas gas is a long time uh, player in the uh, off road and trials world. How big is their effort here in the U.S.? I mean, are they expanding every year? In your mind. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the whole goal was when I, you know, when we sort of started talking and everything is I wanted to switch it up, you know, and everything. I wanted to switch brands and I wanted to try to rejuvenate my career. Um, with after my wrist injury, I was just burnt out and everything like that. And, um, you know, Mark came to me and the offer was on the table to, you know, be like sort of the research and development, you know, or, just ride the gas gas and try to push the name as much as possible. And I feel like it's working. I mean, I see more and more of them, you know, out of the tracks. Like Mark Berg said to me, he sells four gas gases at a GNC. His sales are up 400%, you wow. know. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's uh, instead of seeing one gas gas, which is mine, I actually see more around the track, which is good. You know, it's good for the brand. It's good for... Uh, it's good for everything. It's good for the racing. It's good just for the off-road community. I mean, it's always good to have a better brand. You know, not a better brand, but another brand to bring to the table. I mean, that's just, it's good, you know. And that's all the time we have for Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly this week. I'd like to thank our guests, Rodney Smith, Ty Tremaine, Bob DeFranco, Gary Sutherland, and Shelby Turner. We'll be back next week for Scott Casper, Ed Camp, Tony Wink, Roman Avila, P.J. Duran, our Contributors Chris Bishop and Tommy Boy Halverson and my wife, Leanne. I'm Jack DeLeon. We'll see you next week on Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. 
Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.